This is Brian Samborino, and you're listening to the Disruptive Consulting Podcast. It's my mission to help decision makers and business owners excel. So I'm bringing you some of the nation's top consultants and executives to guide our audience and break down the strategies that they've used to disrupt the average day-to-day processes. Welcome to the Disruptive Consulting Podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, this is Brian Tamborino, Disruptive Consulting. Uh, today we're here with Christopher Day, uh, General Manager of HKA Enterprises uh, Database Development Database Development Systems out of Glastonbury, Connecticut. Chris, thank you for uh, joining us today. Why don't you introduce Thanks, yourself Brian. a little bit, tell everyone what you do, how you, how you do it. Sure. So uh, welcome everybody. Thank you, Brian, for the invite. Uh, I, know, I got to know Brian last year while I was working for another organization down in Shelton, Connecticut, and uh, we had a couple of municipal bids that we were trying to look at, and uh, Brian was gracious enough to reach out, understand what we could do, understand what we could bring to the table from a, from a bidding perspective. It was my first entree into the municipal market. Uh, needless to say, I don't know whether we landed the, landed the bid or not, but I thought the solution that we were talking about was interesting enough to to sort of keep this on and Brian has subsequently reached out and stayed in contact with me. Uh, the DBDS office in Glastonbury, Connecticut, you know, we're at 628 Hebron Avenue. So if people are ever driving by the corporate center, you can see it there, it's a gorgeous building. But uh, DBDS has been around for over 30 years and we do primarily managed services and staff augmentation services in the IT, in the IT space. So anything, anything IT related, developers, project managers, business analysts, testers, uh, systems analysts in any specific areas, we will go out specifically and recruit and then place those people on site. And uh, what we do, what our differentiator is, is that we have people come work for us. Like we employ them, they become our employees, they run on our benefits. And part of the thing that we try to do and make us different is that we're in it for the long haul for the relationship with both the employee as well as with, as, as well as with the company. Uh, we get good rates. Uh, we have people that are long-term, so we have longevity that are, that's working for us. And we have folks that genuinely get interested in understanding uh, the technology and the back office, back office systems that run companies like Pratt, Collins, uh, the Raytheon Development Center, um, Otis, Carrier, a number of this, those, those companies here in, in Hartford, Connecticut. My job, when I, I started my job in February, so my new V with DVDS, and uh, really started in order to try to build out the brand. So I've been doing a lot of intensive business development over the past, I'd say over the past six months. And, uh, you know, in some cases, a lot of people are listening to what we can talk about. In other cases, folks don't want to listen at all. As I shared with you earlier, Brian, people are hiring, right? People want to bring on expertise. They want to have folks that can plug into their culture. They want to have people that can uh, work collectively with their employees. They want to have folks that can have a conversation with them. 
So it's always not just the hard skills to deliver on, but the soft skills as well. And I think my background over time started off as an HR guy in HR, and, you know, at uh, Cigna, company called CompuCom Systems. I uh, was an entrepreneurial stint of my own, and then most recently now in the sales space. Uh, you know, it's all brought together. And when I talk to people about my career, Brian, I'm saying I'm on my third career. My first career was HR. My second career we call, I call it a failed entrepreneurial entrepreneurship because we were going after blockchain in a big way with an organization that was based in Mumbai. And now this 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 sales focused opportunity that I'm, that, that, that I'm looking at right now. Having a great time, lots of work, lots of calls, lots of emails. So uh, we're trying to get our name out there across Connecticut a lot more. How do you think, now, you, you mentioned a few different roles, right? And a few different yeah. positions, sales, yeah. change management, HR, different leadership roles. Right. Um, you know, how do you think that these roles have shaped the approach that you've taken to business development and sales in your current position at DBDS? Excellent question. So my my foundation is a consultative sale, right? So it's not selling something because someone thinks that they want it or you're trying to fill a need. You're trying to get people interested in a possible solution that's going to work for them. They may not see the value in the solution up front. They may not understand how the, the proof of concept would work. They don't know how it plugs in. But from, from my experience, you have to be able to read your customer, right? Not everyone's going to jump into it and say, hey, I need that. It's like, hey, I need that product or hey, I need that product. It's sort of like, tell me, Chris, how this can help us. Tell me how it can help me do better, faster, you know, faster, better, and cheaper. And I think what's contributed to that over time is how we treat people, right? So on the HR side, uh, you have to be able to build relationships with employees. You have to be able to, they have to be able to trust you so that you can trust them. Because in a lot of cases, you're you're either delivering good news, you're delivering bad news, you're having conversations with people about what they need to do to improve, what their opportunities are to move forward in the organization, coaching, mentoring, that's a very important part. And on the sales side, you're doing a lot of coaching a lot of times when it comes down to that, because if a person doesn't understand the concept, you're gonna to have to bring them along and educate them. The middle role that I worked in, Brian, was in vendor, manual, clearly in the vendor management space at Aetna, where I learned a ton of onshore offshore models, how onshore offshore models worked, pricing and more transparency to how the work got done. Uh, you say you're going to have 30, 40 people working for me offshore. I need to see and I need to understand that 30, 40 people are working offshore. You multiply that times 40 hours a week. Those are big numbers that you're getting billed at. You want to be able to understand that from a deliverables perspective. On the sales side, I think the culmination comes through and yeah, this may sound corny, but it's trying to be nice while doing your role, doing your job, understanding what you're hearing, understanding what you're seeing from somebody, understanding that you can take no now, and it's not a reflection of you, it's not a rejection of you, it's just that this does this conversation doesn't fit me now. And when I follow with, can I contact you in three months, can I contact you in a quarter to be able to have this conversation again? 
Nine out of ten times, I have people say, "Yeah, follow up in a quarter." This has been a good dialogue. You know, you have something important for us to, to consider. And if I leave that message, if that's the message I'm leaving with folks, then all of my three experiences along the way have been have have worked and have connected. I think I think that that's so important for someone in a GM position or or in yeah. my position as 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 for. Um, the the person who's who's in charge of of pushing the sale because that that is not my strong suit someone tells me no to me it means no like i'll just write it off you know and and, and um to have someone like you as a resource for the business owner or the person who's in charge of sales or operations to, to know that all right maybe this really means come back in three months it, it could be come back. It could be come back in three months. Value. It could be. It could be go pound sand. It could be you offended me. It could be a whole bunch of things. But I want to continue on with the dialogue because if I'm reaching out, if I'm sharing an email with you, and I'm reaching out to you, and I'm making the investment in my time, it's because I think you need it. I think you need to. I think you need to hear what I have to say or read what I have to share. If you don't, you don't. That's okay. I have to make the decision as a as a leader and as a sales resource when I'm going to move on. How many touches do I need to have before I recognize? You know what? I'll follow up in a quarter, or I'll follow up in six months, so I don't so I don't spin my wheels and spin their wheels and become a become a noise because I don't want to become a noise. I want to be I, I want to be a I want to be a, a, a an asset. So I had some very recent conversations with some folks. I look at the Harvard Business Journal on a, on a regular basis, and I do a lot of prospecting from the Harvard Business Journal, right? I look at who's gotten awards. I look at uh, people that have been promoted. I look at the companies that they're in. I look at the understanding of, you know, how can I plug into a credit union? Or how can I plug into a small manufacturer? Or somebody who just won a new contract for this type of electrical, this kind of software, or this kind of electrical, support system that they're building that they're manufacturing how can i plug into that where can i help them and i always try to come in from the approach of where can i help them that's the idea how can i help and if i can't help now can we can, can i talk about how i can help with you with the, in the future and some people will say hey you know chris i got it covered i got the it stuff covered i'm using such and such a firm they're good with us right now they're good i'm like that's cool I said, I'm going to follow up with you in 90 days, see how you're doing, see if you still like, still if you like the service that you're getting. And we'll just, we'll keep in touch. Sure, that's, that makes plenty of sense. That to me, that's a follow-up. Put it in your CRM, whether it's Zoho or Salesforce or HubSpot, whatever CRM you're using, right? You put it in there, it's a follow-up. And, you, and, you, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a task to do later. So do you think that that is what helped you? That, that, so there are plenty of sales there are plenty of salespeople uh, that use that same sales mentality, but do you think that that, like, what what do you, what do you think makes you different when you're using that mentality? Like, the the I, I want like, what makes you disruptive in that sense? What sets you apart from the rest of the people contacting them? Sure. Right. Got it. Got it. So, what makes me disruptive is the fact that. I'll, 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 I'll connect it to some learning, right? So when I left Aetna back in 2016, 
I had a number of different contacts or people. I had some contacts from Hexaware, some contacts from Cognizant, contacts from Virtusa, um, a lot of different uh, tier one suppliers, right? And one of them reached out to me and said, hey, there's a group of folks that have spun off from Hexaware. They're based in Mumbai. They're focused on blockchain, right? Let me send you a couple of videos on blockchain. Tell me if you're interested in getting involved in it and tell me if you want to continue on with the conversation. Well, the one thing that I always think about is what is the underlying problem that you're trying to solve with the technology? So if you think about blockchain, what is the technology that they're trying to solve for? They're trying to solve for immutability, meaning the data goes in once, the data cannot be hacked, altered, or changed. When you think about transactions that go on in business, banking, you think about transactions that go on between business partners, suppliers, and people in the supply chain, you want to have one source of the truth. And when you're looking at blockchain, that was that was the thing that locked it in for me. When I, when I extended that forward, I had to understand the plumbing, Brian. I had to understand the source system that we were trying to impact. I had to understand the business process that we were trying to impact. And I had to derive from that what the value was going to be with the transaction. So when I could sit down with a customer, I could say to them, this is why it's better. This is why it's cheaper. This is why it's faster. That's what makes me different when I have conversations with customers about why I think they would want to use some of our resources or why I think they would want to plug in some of our resources into this product or why they want to think about automation and they want to think about automation using, you know, UI path or automation anywhere or blue prism. I know the plumbing in the background. I know the plumbing of healthcare organizations and how those claims get processed. I know the plumbing when it comes to PNC organizations and how those processes go on. You know, I'm, I'm dangerous enough to look on the agency side on PNC to understand how that would work and where you would plug solutions into and how that would work. In order to have that background, that level of confidence and understanding, I get how your business runs. I understand what goes on in your business allows me to be confident enough to have that conversation with somebody to say, you know, it's okay. It's, it's a no now, but I know where we can help. Right. And for me, that's what that's what the disruptor is. And when I was at the company before we came, when I before joining DBDS and HKA, part of the value that I had was understanding the plumbing behind the process, the solution, how a mobile would work. Someone says, I'm looking for front end engineers. I'm looking for back end engineers. I'm looking for folks in middleware. You know, most of the time you have people that have conversations. You'd say, what? What are you talking about? But when you're like me and you have to understand what the words mean because it connects to a technology, because it connects to a framework that you're going to use, and someone starts talking about different things, you can immediately say, well, they either got it or they don't have it. So that's the, the long-winded sort of like pulling, sort of pulling it all together. The reason why I've got that level of expertise is because I love to read, right? I like to do the research. Like when we were chatting earlier, right? CCM. I don't like to have 
letters thrown at me and not understand what the letters mean, right? Someone talks about front-end engineers. Well, I, I want to get an understanding of the technologies, back-end, middleware, what's going on? You know, what is, you know, what's server, what's a server-side technology versus versus not? Why is it important? What's a web app? What's important about a web app? Those are the kind of things that you need to be able to, and if you're if you're in my business that you're in, you've got to be knowledgeable about what how the language that people are using. In any industry, whether it's HR, whether it's blockchain, whether it's consulting, you have to speak the language of the customer. You have to know what their business processes are because you can't try to plug something in because it's not going to fit. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Um, is that so? I want to touch on Chris's quotes. Where did you come up with the idea? Where did you come up so, with the idea? So, those quotes are a uh, collaborative process with an offshore content writer that I was working with at the company prior prior to coming to HKA. He and I developed an absolutely unbelievable professional relationship, and we got to know each other. And I have given him complete editorial license to create those kind of quotes that reflect me and reflect how I think. Um, a lot of those, Brian, are connected to my experiences. They're connected to my experience as a, as a, as a hockey coach. They're connected to some of the experiences that I have been given through some leadership. I was I was very fortunate to work with an unbelievable leader. His name is Chirag Modi. He still works at Sci Systems. Uh, he's a, the epitome of a servant leader, and he was a very tough manager to work for, but he was caring and very very supportive. And was and we developed a very very tight relationship along the way. My hardest conversation I had. When I left there was having a conversation with him because we have a genuine amount of professional respect for one another. And he gave me a shot. Yeah, he gave me a shot. I mean, people weren't hiring folks like me in the, you know, in the pandemic. And I was like, he had a sales job come open. I said, I'll take it. I don't care what the pay is. I want to come learn. I want to come learn. I want to come work for you. And he took me on. And, you know, great deal of respect. But it's taking those kind of experiences and saying, that's what I want people to think about. And I want people to be motivated. I don't want, I don't want them to be preachy. I want them to be motivational. And my offshore content writer is one of the great, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a lovely gentleman. And, you know, we have a great working relationship. I always get a chance to do the preview. I always get a chance to do edits. I'm a stickler for quotes and making sure quotes are in the right spot. And a lot, you know, my mother, my mother was the grammarian in the family, but you know, that's, that's really, that's, that's really me. I mean, I wish I had some more followers, Brian, I'll tell you, I wish I had, you know, five or six or 7,000 followers because I know I'd be making a, a better impact, but, but, but it's, you know, it's given back, right? To me, it's given back, right? You don't get to where you are with the gray hair like I got and not be able to share some nuggets along the way. Uh, no, I, 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 I um I've had similar experiences with Chirag and uh I also know a little bit about your your uh wisdom. So I appreciate both of you very much. Thank um, you. One one thing that I like to point out with everyone uh, on this on this podcast is 
you know, I, I want to talk about greatest asset, greatest liability. So what, what do you see as being your greatest asset? What do you, what do you think your greatest liability is? Um, this could be professional. It could be personal. Sure. So my greatest liability, I'll start with the liability first, because it's, it's out there. I have, although I may, I may portray that I have a very gruff exterior. I am a softie and I, my, my feelings get hurt very, very easily. And I take everything very personally when I should be letting things roll off my shoulders. Right. And I always think it, and I always. I always should say, yeah, it's not, it's, it's just business. It's not personal. I take everything personally. And I, and that, and it's one of my, it's a gift, but it's my biggest, it's my biggest chink in the armor. I mean, I think it's something that I, that I, that I, that I take, I take umbrage with. If you want, if you got a problem with me, come talk to me about it. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to hear about it. I want people to be direct as I'm getting older. I'm getting better with that, but I think that's my biggest, my biggest, one of my biggest problems. The other problem I have, Brian, is sometimes I shut off the empathy button because I recognize I've made a decision in my head that this person has gotten too much, too much empathy and they're not giving back. So I shut the empathy button off and it's not how you should operate. You should always be trying to be caring and supportive as Regardless of what you're hearing, you should try to you should try to work it that way and make sure that you're you're checking in with some of those core values. I think my one of my biggest assets is that what's right is right, what's fair is fair, you know. And I you know I think that 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 goes to how I was raised. You know, respect people; they should respect you. You know, work hard. I mean, it's the it's it's that sort of Folks would say it's an old school hockey mentality. Work hard, put, put you know, put your efforts in on your shift. You know, understand understand your role. Get out there and do your job when it's expected. But put the effort in even when someone's not looking, because it's when someone's not looking is when someone is going to look and catch you, and catch you either doing something right or doing something wrong. And I think that's my expectation. I'll tell you something. It didn't serve me well as a hockey coach uh, here in Simsbury for a long period of time. I got to a point where I was in my fifth year, and I had done a lot of I had I, I had done a lot of self sabotage because my expectations were radically different than some of the parents I was working with, and I see it repeated over and over again. So I have to say to myself. You know, was it me or is it Memorex, right? You know, you think about the ad. And, 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 and the problem is there's a lot of people out there right now who don't have the conversation with their players to say, you're not as good. Timmy is better than you. You have to improve. Timmy is better than you because Timmy's working harder. He's working 12 months out of the year. You choose to work when you want to work. You choose to put the effort in when you want to put the effort in. I'm sorry that you're not putting the effort in. You're not going to get rewarded for that. The hardest conversation you can have as a parent nowadays is telling your player that they're not where they need to be because it's on them, not the coach, not the school, not what it looks like. This whole transfer portal 
experience that goes on in hockey. It's wacky. It's the craziest thing. If you know, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna go to a school, know that if you're the third goalie or the fourth goalie, you might not play. So decide when you were recruited, did you ask the question or not? So, you know, that's that was a digression. I apologize, but for me, those are the those are those are those those are the core pieces, and that's what I look for in people, right? Are you genuine? Are you transparent? Are you putting the effort in, right? Do you admit when you make a mistake? I admit when I make mistakes, right? I, there's nothing to hide. You know, you screw up, you screw up, move on, right? So, hey. Well, I appreciate your time here today. Um, I, I think that we got a lot out of the few questions that, that we were able to ask. And, and um, I, I hope that our listeners could take something from this. Uh, so before we before we take off today, I want to tell everyone where they could find out a little more about you, uh, connect with you, and, and and get some some insight from those quotes that we were talking about earlier. So I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, Chris Christopher Day. I'm the general manager for DBDS in Glastonbury, Connecticut. So you can see me there. Brian's talking about my weekly quotes that I have. It's a it's you know like a little sales corner quote. Um, some of it's good. There's a lot of there's a lot of people on LinkedIn that have a lot better stuff than I do when it comes down to using AI, which I think is going to become a really big deal. I think there's some folks out there who have, you know, how to use, you know, do better Boolean searches. And there's a lot of folks out there as well. So follow some of those people. You can follow me. It's 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 all good. But uh, hey, Glastonbury, Connecticut, www.dbds.com, right? We'll see you soon. That was Disruptive Consulting. The opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the company, guests, or sponsors. Disruptive Consulting is a presentation of Tangible.